Choke again, Maddie. <laughs> that wasn't the sound I made. Howdy, sluts. Welcome to another episode of QBT, a podcast where two queer babes talk about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. This week, we are continuing our spiritual healing and mental health topic by welcoming back dear friend of the pod, Gary DeAndre. So excited about this. I took too many mushrooms at a party this week and tripped in front of 26 other people, which was very fun and also terrifying. And then imagine myself in a TV show on my cabaret at home where my driver was terrified of me and got angry. I didn't know what song we were listening to. Despite it being on top top 40 radio, I still don't know what song it was. And that's not a crime. Sorry, lady. I'm also a licensed social worker and therapist working in Austin, Texas. Maddie Germs. (laughs) Um, I'm Shawnee. I don't have anywhere near as long an intro as that, but just know that I am a former New York City-based psychologist turned media entertainment badass based in Portland for three more weeks. And we might be your therapist. But we're not your therapist. Wait, we're not your therapist. We're not. We might we shouldn't be, be that. No, we, we're not. That's that. what it is. We might be therapists. But Let's not. start the show. Okay. Wow, girl, we're just a mess tonight. I think we're perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. You know, that's what I wake up and say every morning. I'm perfect. I I really hope you do that. I do. I have little uh, intentions. Intention setting. Every morning, do it if you can. Um, But how you doing? Um... I had a little bit of a stressful week. I'll talk about that later, but I'm doing okay. Ooh. I'm like, um, I worked today, getting to talk to you. I'm really excited to talk to Gary. Um, I'm doing good. Doing good. I fed myself. We love it. What? Look at you. You're living the life. Um, how are you? <laughs> I feel like it's been a long day. I'm not going to say it's been stressful. I've just like done a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and here we are recording, but I feel energetic because Gary's going to be here. I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. But moving on to Subslut, let's talk Sub-slut. about some television. Yeah. Um, or some streaming, should I say, because television's not a thing. No. Um, let's, I don't know, have you, you have because you're the we one who wants it. We told, about We told this. folks. Yeah. Oh, sort of. Have yes. you watched Sort of? Of course. I and. Love sort of. So sort of is a streaming show on HBO Max. Um, it's Canadian TV that they acquired, I think, but it's created by star Bilal Beg and director Fab Filippo. Um, I don't know if those are right names, but it's about <laughs> a non-binary person named um, Sabi who's Pakistani and like works for this white family. And well, actually, it's a mixed race family. I just remember this, but. Mm-hmm mixed race family nannying and it's about kind of like coming into queer awakening and a 30 something show and purpose and also the ambiguities of life the sort of of life um i mean that's kind of the gist of what it is and so it it obviously calls to mind you know these other 30 something shrill yada yada like mm -hmm, different coming mm -hmm. of age type shows in like a later 20s experience but I feel like there's something about the show's vulnerability and dry delivery and also just who the fuck we're watching on screen that make it so goddamn enjoyable. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. You also did a great job of selling that show. Um, (laughs) Great elevator pitch. But Mm -hmm. no, I loved it. I feel like I may not have found it if you hadn't like suggested it or brought it up. But like, I feel like five minutes into the first episode, I was like, oh, I'm sold. Like, this is great. The, The dry, like deadpan sort of humor of it. Yeah. With all this like seriousness and like, trauma like life or death stuff happening yeah. i don't know it's it's a good mix in a weird way yeah like all in the first episode we get some like identity stuff we get success and job stuff we get sibling comparison we get parents seeing this main character in their true self as like a non-binary person in makeup like for the first time like all of this kind of crammed into the first episode and then obviously not a spoiler it's the premise of the show the mother of the nanny family gets into this horrible car accident that like sets up the show of like the decisions that this person makes in connection. Oh, there's also that breakup with the cis guy. The, like, sort oh my of God. Guy. Yeah. It like literally just kind of crams all this in, but yeah. you don't feel like it's like just throwing darts to like land at all these drama edges. It feels like a mm-hmm. very, I don't know. There's something restrained and small about this show and it's hyper focus in these kind of like relationships with eight people. It's probably got like three and a half sets. I don't like, it doesn't go very many places, but the way that you watch this person be completely disconnected and dissociated from everyone that they love for the first like several episodes and kind of watching them fall into their body and also like, the way that they start becoming awakened when they interact with other trans people, I love. And I don't know, like the dry part is absolutely like the best part of the show. I also love the way Sebi talks to the children that they nanny. I like appreciate so much the way that they offer this same, this balance between truth delivery, which is something these kids are craving while also being like age appropriate. I think that that's like a really cool example of what it means to like be in kids' lives and not (laughs) fuck it up, you know? Yeah, I mean, the way that they handled the, um, I think by the end of the second episode when um, Sebi was like, do you want to go make a snack like for your brother or do you want to have the talk like Mm -hmm. with your dad, you know? And like giving the child that that choice, you know? Um, yeah. because kids are little assholes sometimes and they yes. just want to, you know, throw a fit, which is exactly what that young daughter was doing. Right. But, um, I don't know. I feel like, and it's, it's Canadian. It's Canadian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Canadian. I feel like it has a Canadian humor to it. Like mm-hmm. the, the jokes aren't laugh out loud. Like I'm just like cackling, like the, the quips are it's almost like the delivery of the quip more so than like the thing that's being said is so absolutely incredibly like witty yes like okay an example is the daughter overhears that the mother is non-responsive and uh is like sebi what does that mean it's like well it means that your mom's non-responsive and she's like non-responsive that's bad and sebi's like well i mean it could just mean non-responsive, like when you don't respond to a text. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's, this, it's it's not a hilarious necessarily joke, but you get this sort of 
delivery of this person's brain that's kind of like always tick 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 ticking yeah. through the like I wouldn't even say absurdist. It's just kind of like a sort of unexpected thing. And I think the comedy lies in watching this person make a joke that you as the viewer catch, but you don't watch the people around them catch it. And so you feel like the other person in the room catching a joke. And yeah. it, it brings you into the show in a intimate way. Well, it brings way. you into Sebi. Yeah, it brings you into Sebi as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, our friendship, like when you're just like the the... There may not be that much, oh God, there may not be that much talking about like anything, but (laughs) this appreciation on either side of the room of the like stuff no one else is noticing. Okay. I'll take that as a compliment. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about my former, whoa, my voice just cracked. Um, Let's talk about my former neighborhood, Harlem. Oh, I was like, I thought you were going to tell me something about Megan Good. To be honest, I thought, I was like, who do you know? Um, Harlem. Yeah. I feel like I'm like one degree from Megan Good. I feel like I'm one degree from any black celebrity (laughs) at this point. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, Harlem was, um... (laughs) How do you feel about it? You know, I'm going to say this, and I mean it with all sort of like warmth and humor. Okay. It's like a poor man's insecure. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I. How many episodes have you seen? Two. <laughs> okay. I mean, not to be gross, but it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Get me off of this podcast. I know. I don't know. Um, um, I hear what you're saying. I like that there's actual queer people on the show. Yeah. 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 I. That's my biggest that. thing about Insecure. Like, I love that show to death. It makes me cry. It makes me laugh. I adore it. I adore it. I adore it. Where the fuck are the queer people outside of jokes? Like, yep. where are they? But and brother. Well, who where, is a joke? Where is he? Yeah. Also, where is he? Um, I haven't watched this for season. a second. Uh, you haven't watched this season? No, I'm waiting until it's done. Okay, that's fair. But we're talking about Harlem, so okay, yeah, <laughs> outside you're right. Of being, outside of being a poor man's insecure, uh, which wow, bold. But um, yeah, I said it. There's some other show that came out recently that it's getting compared more directly to, and I don't know. It came out on maybe Showtime. Is it that Netflix show? I don't think it's Netflix. It's called like Run This, We Run This or something like that. Oh, but isn't that on, that's on Stars? Sure. That sounds right. <laughs> but I hadn't heard of that show until I was looking up more information about this show and realized like, oh, there's this show that it's getting immediately compared to. But again, it's an ensemble hmm. show. It's it's girls, it's Sex in the City, it's Insecure, it's Girlfriends, it's all these things. Yeah. And what do you like about it? I do appreciate the perspective. Like I do, I feel like Megan Good is, I know Megan Good's character, right? Like in Harlem, when I lived there, I also know that character outside of Harlem. Like you just know that girl. And then I also, I don't know. I feel like each one, I can go one by one, but I feel like each one of these characters is somebody that I know in a way. Yeah. Um, which is nice. I think it has that sort of sex in the city thing to it where like, are you a Samantha or are you a Charlotte or are you a Sarah Jessica Parker? And how um, did you afford that apartment? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but no, I, I like the ensemble cast. I like the chemistry they have with each other. It feels like they're actually like friends, which is nice. Yeah. I think the, um, <laughs> the writing is clunky. Um, there's some things where I'm just like, that was the decision. Why did you do that? But okay, cool. Yeah. 
Like when I she think- that first episode <laughs> when she went to when her friend was coming in from wherever and she had her headphones on and she was like rapping city girls and she was like can you keep it down i'm like on a work call and then she sat there and they had a whole conversation and then she was like her friend was like oh so you're just gonna leave your like work on hold and i was just thinking this was unnecessary like that all of that i didn't need it like they didn't do anything for the story it didn't help anything okay I and it wasn't like funny it up the dynamic of those two of them where like they have this sort of like friendship so much so that this friend is so dynamic which the friend in question is um, Angie, the singer squatter roommate played by Shaniqua Shandai, who like, I think in a lot of ways for me steals the show, especially as it gets on, like Mm. is just so joyful and talented and funny. And I, I think different than insecure these other shows, it allows itself to kind of live, I think a little bit in like, fantasy like it it is like Mm -hmm. yo this is a tv show we're not necessarily trying to tell like the real life of harlem girls we're giving you sort of archetypes and we're telling like a fictional story that you're gonna binge maybe like you know what i mean Yeah, yeah yeah i think when i suspended a little bit of the realism to it i started enjoying it more because i think that the ensemble like you said the chemistry is really good the writing's a little clunky, but I do think it gets a little <laughs> bit better as there's more investment in those characters and a cousin yeah. Skeeter connection. Like it's golden. Yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't wait for that. But no, I agree. I feel like it's nice to see. I enjoy a good low stakes black anything. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, give me family matters. Give me not Moesha. Cause I got too deep. Um, oh my god <laughs> give me girlfriends like that's exactly what girlfriends is like low stakes yeah. like the world's not gonna end there's no um there's no racial trauma there's no like thing we have to unpack there's probably right. gonna be like you know a special episode but sure every series has one of those but it's essentially just you know black people living their black lives which i think yeah. is like not we need more of that the more of like i don't know I don't black even think joy. that this is mediocre, but yes, black joy. And also there's so many, there's so much t- white TV. There should be just <laughs> as much filler and option and joy and mindlessness that's attached to um, what we understand as like the black show. And I think that Harlem does like a good job of standing in its own while not being perfect. That's that's a pretty middle of the road review. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay well let's uh get out of here uh wait wait wait. are you a sex in the city person um as in do i have sex and do i do it in the city absolutely not i only do it in the country um <laughs> no i did not watch that show oh. on hbo <laughs> i okay. went on a whole thing nobody found that funny okay great well and just like that we're moving on <laughs> to the work We can't even start the podcast off right. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, listeners. We're here to do some work. You know what time it is. Um, We are here to continue our conversation on spiritual healing and mental health with very special guest and returning friend 
of the podcast, mm-hmm. Gary DeAndre. Yeah! <laughs> Some of you girls know me as Gangsta Gurry because I'm sure this is probably how I introduced myself the first time that I was oh, here, more than my likely. God. But okay, I just so- want you girls to know that, you know, it's the same girl, okay? It's the same dog. Gangsta Gurry, Gary DeAndre, same person. <laughs> Damn something it, okay? tells She's me. Back. Something <laughs> tells me they have not forgotten. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good to you know. caught us. You caught us too with old microphones. Like you, you <laughs> fucked the old body. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, my! I gotta fuck the new body. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's how you know I was with you shooting in the gym. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of uh, gangsta Gary, so Gary, my bad. <clears throat> Maddie wanted to introduce you as that, like at the beginning top of the podcast and immediately it was like i was saying (laughs) thank you (laughs) and he was like i don't i don't feel like i should do that (laughs) it's like i don't think you should (laughs) it feels it feels racist when it comes out of my mouth i can't say it's the her it's the her in there it's like (laughs) oh my god right this is not gangster and i do say that all the time i'm like it's not gangster with a with an er because we don't do that buster shit i'm a gangster gangster gurry yeah. Okay, you know, it's you gotta se- have the- it's, Honestly, it's not even gangsta. It's the it's second. Mid- yes, it feels a <laughs> yeah. little. It's too guttural. Fine. It's <laughs> so, right, because you, you can't know. say it unless you ain't a gangster. I'm sorry, Maddie. Like, exactly. Uh, no, facts are facts. Sorry. <laughs> facts are facts. Facts are facts. We've got Big Lotto and we've got our girl Gigi. You know what I mean? <laughs> Big Lotto and Gigi on the track. Okay. Uh, oh my in God. the motherfucking building. Okay. <laughs> Once again. About to go to oh the studio, drop my some God. beats. <laughs> Gary, if you don't calm down, let us do this interview with you. <laughs> yeah, we are out the gate screaming. Why are we here? What's happening? Everybody has stopped listening. They've all turned us off. It's, that's not true. That's they all have. They've run away. No, they love it. They love it. Um, Gary, please let our listeners know, um, what identities do you hold and how do they manifest in your life? Hi, I'm a beautiful man who loves long walks on the beach. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm black and shit, you know, beautiful and black, <laughs> BBW. <laughs> I know that's right. No, <laughs> no, but I identify as uh, a, a gay man, gay male, queer male, you know, because I feel like queer was a word that we had to work through reclaiming because at one point it was like, you queer. And I was like, oh my God, like, no. So anyway, I've reclaimed that identity and I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And I also feel just like, how do they manifest in my life? Um, I think it's really, there's something you can't ignore, you know, wherever I show up, you're going to see, you're going to see my blackness. You're going to see I'm a little spicy. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. As they used to say down South, you know, you got oh my God, not tank. sweet. <laughs> not sugar is, oh, oh my God. Oh my <laughs> and now they say that too in New York, but they mean something different. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Get the party going, okay? (laughs) But but no, those are the identities that I feel like I hold, um, or at least that I can take ownership of and like step into, because I feel like that's important as well. Um, You know, what I see myself as being um, and what I feel proud in. So yeah, that's something I've really been working through a lot this year, and just like like taking ownership of all those things, and also being you know a little a little woo woo bitch, as I like to say, like that's something Mm -hmm. that's new for me. Um, kind of like a spiritual guide or whatever, you know, a guardian, an earth angel, as I like to say. Um, (laughs) 
You are something. though. You really are. <laughs> right. You it are. feels like it fits. Yeah. I don't so, know if who listening has had the pleasure of being around you. Like, I mean, even through this digital screen, I'm picking up energy <laughs> that I'm feeling very grateful for, but it is so palpable in person. So Earth Angel is absolutely a thing for fucking real. Um, for real. But because we're kind of here to dip into the woo-woo, to dip into this status that you're holding, mm-hmm. do you have an identity f- or names for how you relate to spirituality? Like, are there names for that for you? You know, that's a good question. Um, because I also feel like the first thing that comes up sometimes is like the word like witch. And I'm like, ooh, I, I do not. That is one of those words where I feel like it never really resonated with me because one, I think about like white woman. And then I also think like there's this uh, negative connotation that has always been throughout the spans of history around like what the word witch means. And especially within like certain components of like tarot and like spirituality, that's a word that like feels like it's being reclaimed by a lot of people. I haven't gotten there yet. You know, the Lord is still working through me. She's from the South. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Like she's from the (laughs) South. The Lord's still working through me. But no, I feel like I would call myself a healer. Like when everybody asks me or like, you know, what's your title? And I'm like, I would just consider myself like a healer. And what does that represent to me as somebody that holds space um, for others? Uh, and helps people maneuver through whatever kind of like space, whatever energy they find themselves in, being able to like give language or allow somebody else to like feel seen. And I feel like when you think about healers, when you think about doctors, doctors, they're people that, you know, help fix. They are people that help to alleviate pain. And I'm just doing the same thing. It's in a different way. Um, so I think about like that component of spirituality and how my identity kind of like you know, finds that intersection. And then I also think that, uh, especially with just like Reiki healing and what I've been learning about over the last couple of years, just like an energy worker is another, uh, I guess, like title that I would say that I I like to take on because it's like, listen, we're going to work through your energy. You're going to feel different than, you know, how you felt when you first met me, especially for being conscious about us having like this conversation or just like diving into whatever situations you may have going on. And it's just like, being very mindful of how we all carry energy, whether or not we are aware of it and being able to help somebody shift between, you know, that sense of consciousness. That's what mm. I feel like I, partially what I'm here to do as like, you know, a larger purpose, I guess you could say. Mm. It's like the very beginning stages of it. Mm. Something you. that mm. is cool about all of us is we're all from the South, um, yes. right? And I feel like, are we all Baptists? Yes. Oh, we're all, we're, were we all Baptists? Let's say that. Baptized? Abs- absolutely. I was baptized. Like, oh, you were not? You said you were. No, I was. I was. Oh, oh first oh, year, you're I not baptized? You're right, not? Like, how dare you? The B in QBT be. stands for baptized, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Queer baptisms. Okay, thank you. That's what the T is for. Queer baptisms and total dunking. We don't do that sprinkle shit. <laughs> That's what we're doing over I'll here. submerged in the spirit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Off task. Um, it, no, I say this because, I mean... I think we all like were raised in the church scene and X, Y, Z, and that has had impacts on things. We've talked about that, but Mm -hmm. what was, I guess, what was that journey like for you? Like what led you to this path? And would you still say that like you're religious or um, not so much? Hmm. Well, you know, I feel like, and this could be, this is just from my experience as a gay black man growing up in the South. 
Um, I feel like there is what I have come to learn from a girlfriend of mine. She called it a God wound. And I'm like, I love this terminology for it because it's like there's this sense of the word God sometimes just stirs up something in people, especially for me. It's like this sense of like, oh, like not being loved enough, not being appreciated enough, um, feeling othered and not worthy of. So it's like this, you know, that energy that like perpetuates itself. Um, and that's what I kind of like always grew up with, like grew up in a very religious family, like grandmother, minister, father, deacon, mother, praise team, brother, like on the drums. And I'm just there, you know, <laughs> just trying to make sure I'm like, God, why you make me this way? You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, I've had this journey of understanding like what, you know, the Lord Jesus, like spirituality like religion has meant for me and it was this sense of like not being worthy but then it was like no like there are things that are happening in my life that steer me in the right direction and i feel like how i've gotten to this place is really only a a response to what i was doing not working for me like i was teaching um i was getting i was also like getting really sick and whatnot um and i wasn't able like i was just in a very like bad space like mentally like emotionally and I was like on disability, then they couldn't extend my disability. Some shit had like happened. So it was like, I lost my job. And it was like, this is the only skill set that you have. At that point, I was doing, you know, spiritual work for myself or just learning more about different components of spirituality. Um, I was getting really into, cause uh, some of my uh, original studies around anything that have to do with anything outside of like Christianity was when I went to Cuba like years, years ago. And I was studying um, Hispanic languages and literatures while I'm there, some crazy shit is going down. And then I get uh, brought into this space with like a babalao, which is like a basically like the equivalent of what you would think a priest is to me in like Christianity or something like that. Um, and they are providing like a, a reading. Um, and it's like, do this, do, you know, use like honey and sawdust and this will help with this. And I was like, this ain't gonna make no sense. And then it was like, wow, like you, if you believe first off and put, good intention out there, um, certain things can like happen to like move things in your path. And I was very like fascinated by that. So for me, it was kind of like a sense of getting back to who I was um, and being able to slow down, understand what my spirit needs every day, understand that we wake up in different moods every morning uh, and being able to tend to that and having that sense of direction. So for me, it was kind of like a, a reclamation of like my time. And once I lost my job, it was like, well, this is the only other skill set that you feel like you have that does not require you to leave the house because who wants to leave the fucking house if they don't have to? This was pre-pandemic too, leaving the house and not like working from home, luxury, okay? So I was like, what can you do that will allow you to like work from home as much as possible because you will already get so stressed out on the trains um, and you can also still connect with people. I always wanted to teach, but I wanted to teach outside of like the classroom, have my own world to be able to do it in. And that's kind of like where tarot started for me. Um, then it was like Reiki kind of like came up because I had heard other people like talk about it. That was felt a lot of the stuff that's like mainstream now, like we're talking about spirituality, like this shit, like two, three years ago, it would be very like, you feel what I'm saying? Like this Absolutely. has become so much more, um, I don't want to say like commonplace, but it's like, there's a, a space for it that is growing in society right now. And I think sure. that it is partially because of, you know, the millennial generation, like understanding what fucking self-care is and understanding like, wait, if I don't want to do this, I don't have to fucking do this. Maybe I should listen to what is going on inside of me. And it's like, I feel like 
that journey, I kind of got forced into it a little bit earlier than I anticipated. And Mm -hmm. what I'm able to do is like, put that into perspective for other people. But it also comes from a space of transparency. And I think that with spirituality, that's what it requires is like understanding like what you think that you need, but then also like feeling through what is going on like internally and being able to put words to it or allow yourself to be seen in light of what somebody else is experiencing and then find like those interconnections throughout that conversation. I feel like that's what our spirits are looking for when we are looking for community, looking for, you know, as some people call it tribe, even though I've been trying to um, maneuver away from using that word because yeah. of the um, the appropriation of it from native, like uh, native culture. Mm-hmm. So just looking for people that are on like that same soul journey as you um, and understanding that we can only grow and be aware of what we need for our larger purpose by us being transparent enough to talk about those things. And tarot is kind of like the first tool that helped me to open that door and be aware of these things, aware of these, as I like to call them, existential crises. <laughs> like, cause there's just like, sometimes they're so big, but it's like, we all have these things inside of us that need to be spoken to. How are we yeah. giving ourselves enough space and time to walk through it? Yeah. Woo, girl. I know. Sorry, you opened the no, door. No, <laughs> it was good. I was like enthralled. I'm like... <laughs> If I was tired about it, I'm like, shut up. But no, I was, <laughs> I was like, no, preach. Girl, you know, once you give me, you put a penny in me, bitch, I will start, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also because, I mean, you're my friend, right? Like, we've been friends for years and years and years, right? Decades, mm-hmm. one might even say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been, it's yeah. been over a decade, bitch. It's been over yeah, a decade. We're, oh, we're in the second. <laughs> so, I okay. mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen that growth and I've seen that work um, <clears throat> being done, though I will say, like, I've never, I've seen the, the output or the, the payoff of that, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, I actually don't know much about like what that practice looks like for you and like mm. how, what you're actually doing in your self-care time and your like alone time, right? Like we talk, we catch up, things like that. And, you know, I've obviously been able to tell that <laughs> we're both in much better places um, because of the work be. that we do. So okay, I don't know. That's my long-winded way of saying, what are some of the practices that you do? Like, how did you, yeah. how did you get here? Like, what did you actually do? Right? Like, yeah. Was, yeah. was it journaling? Was it meditating? Yeah. Cause I think especially um, in our first interview and talk, we talked a lot about, where we came from and where mm-hmm. you, like there was like the sobriety conversation too. Like we got a little bit of that story and I'm, I'm on Sean's page where I'm like, what is that look like in practice? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. Is it, you're What's like, have secret? you heard of the secret? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if you write me in that book right now. Well, see, no, one more time. No, no I will talk not about white witches. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So it began Like, I remember there was a time where I would be, like, waking up in the morning. Um, This was, like, I would say, we'll say, like, 2018-ish, 2019. Probably, like, late 2018, early 2019. I would, like, wake up in the morning. I pull, like, a card from, like, one of the tarot decks because I think I only had maybe, like, one at that time. Brand new girl to, like, all this still, like, you know, in the the broom closet, as some people call it. Um, And I would, like, read the the text that would go along with it. So it's kind of like I'm a student, you know what I mean? Like, I think of tarot as an opportunity for me to study what is coming up throughout like a day. 
And it's kind of like melded and shifted into now. It's a variety of things because, you know, you got to keep it. You can't do the same thing every day. Like you can't eat the same meal every day. You'll be over it. Like you have to, you know, have some sorts of variety. So it's like I'll wake up. I have this like altar that's like in front of my bed. Uh, I call it like my higher self altar. It's like my personal one where I put all the things that like mean a lot to me at this juncture of my life. Um, so I can like see that. And I have a little like I call it like my little crystal home. It's got like a little selenite, um, like tea light holder with like all the different crystals that I've gotten from like different places, like right there. <clears throat> and then what I'll do is I will just like have that card for the day. Um, some mornings I'll go and I will journal like what is the text saying for that specific card, and then where does my life align that moment. Or what are some things that I know that are coming up that it like connects to? And what is this telling me that I need to be focused on like throughout the day? So like, funnily enough, today, um, the card that I pulled was Bruja. And you know what Bruja is in Spanish is witch. So I was just like, oh, so that's what you're supposed to be fucking talking about later on today. So very ironic. Um, and it's also about just like, you know, your intuition just being woke. So it's just mm -hmm. like following that, those gut nudges and. Um, listening to like all those sides of yourself. So it's like paying attention to where that applies in real life. <clears throat> I also have like uh, candles every morning. If I don't have a candle going on in here, that means that something is wrong. I'm like in a mood. Um, and like I have a store, I call it like a store. Basically like, over like the last three to four years, um, there are different like conditioned oils. So, like let's say I want to, I want an oil to put on me, my body that's going to bring me more love. Or I want oil that's going to make me feel successful. Those types of things. And I have probably like at this point, like between like 70, 70 to 80 different types of mm. oils just sitting around. So it's like, what is the prescription that I feel like I need for my energy this day? So I'll, you know, mix a couple of things, keep it light sometimes because, you know, you don't want to do too much. Like it's like I could be like, oh, I want to have some fast luck and then I want to be, you know, ripping and running and busy and shit. But then I also want to make sure that I dominate this energy today because I know I got to be focused on. It's like, no, just keep it very simple. Um, because that clouds your intention, right? Yes, because absolutely. It, you can have so many wishes for the day, and like, uh, I, I I say this stepping into belief, and I'm also offering that like, even if belief isn't something that you are listening to and stepping mm -hmm. into as a listener in this, the point, at least that I'm taking from this, is that it is a spiritual practice to step into who am I today. What do I want from the day? What am I going to pay attention to? And how do I bring that to me? And your yes. way of stepping into the practice of bringing it into you is by spiritual oils and like, mm -hmm. and noticing those things. And, you know, just going back to what you were saying, like you can't lather yourself in nine different things. Your nose is confused. That confuses mm -hmm. the sense that you're like sitting with. That confuses the memory of those scents. And then that also confuses your brain into what the fuck am I supposed to notice today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, keep it, keep it as simple as possible. So that way you can be as aware of yeah. how you are kind of like transitioning throughout a day. And it's like, if you've got all of these, you know, all these uh, eyes on the stove going, you know, they're all burning at different paces. You can't really keep up with everything. It's a lot to like maintain. So it's like the yeah. more intentional you are about what you can control and also what you are willing to relinquish control to. That's kind of like where it is. Some mornings it works. You feel what I'm saying? Some mornings I'll do all that and I'll still be in the worst mood ever. But what I have noticed is like in those moments, 
it will require me sometimes going outside of myself and being transparent about the fact that I'm feeling some type of fucking way. And that is part of the work as well. You know, being able to recognize where you are and having that awareness and not just like sitting in it and ignoring it. And I feel like there's a sense of not just maturity, but also recognizing like this is what my spirit needs in order to feel seen or feel acknowledged or feel like it's releasing some of the weight and the pressure that it has. Right. Um, And sometimes you need those moments to like also sit with yourself and just see how things are going because that's the accountability, right? No, that's the accountability. That is the space of, I, you know, I, my intention is to receive this today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Today I did not receive that. Mm -hmm. I now get to ask myself why not. (laughs) It still serves the same purpose. It still moves Mm -hmm. us toward the same goal because it's like, I think that there is a false view of, witchcraft spirituality like the thing of many names which Mm -hmm. is that it is essentially like giving yourself something through the alchemy of however you want to name the craft right Mm -hmm. when what i think it is just as much that as it is this spiritual awareness of noticing and accountability absolutely and recognizing that okay come on because that's my body i do i have these truth burps as i call them where it's like my body like responds and it's like yes bitch like that's it <laughs> maddie, it's like maddie has those moment. too <laughs> really <laughs> literally i really need to start taking a tums before i drink <laughs> <laughs> they just come up out of nowhere i'm like oh, okay like i see what you're saying there um But no, I think it's all about remembering that we can want and we can desire, but it's also important to remember that you have to put in some sort of like action and intention around that and like being aware of like the signs and the answers that are everywhere. But it's like, you're also programmed to a specific frequency. Like you can only hear and receive what works for you at that frequency of where you are in this moment of your life. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you paying attention to and how can you continue to like notice that around you because of where you are in this juncture of your, you know, your life experience. And I feel like that's what spirituality is like important. That's what, how I define it. It's like being aware of where your frequency is, how you can raise it, sometimes how you can lower it. Cause it could be a little bright in a room and you know, it's literally like moss to a flame and then you're pulling shit from all over the place. And you're like, this is not what I ordered. (laughs) This is a lot for me to like take on right now. And I need to like, you know, separate myself because of that sensitivity. I feel like the more that you are in tune with yourself, other people recognize it about you. And then you start, you know, being able to recognize, like, for yourself, is this a place that I feel safe in having my light turned on? You feel what I mean? Like, because you you can't ignore light. It's always going to be visible no matter wherever you go. Um, but it's important for you to also remember that everybody's not at that leg of their life as well. And you can't take that personal. Yes, that's what I was just going to say, because there's that moment of the moss to the flame thing where like Mm -hmm. you walk into a room and you're like, I'm having a great time. And someone's like, and my mom died today. And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) yo, I'm like sitting in the middle Mm. of a party. I'm like, why are we having this conversation about all of the people that you're fucking and like how it's making you feel like and I just met you all of 15 seconds ago. ago. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And obviously I use like a horrible example, but like, I mean, there is this moment of like, you're offering me so much and I don't know you. And for so many years that confused the shit out of me. Like Mm. I was like, 
what are you doing? And then, you know, then trying to figure out what the gift side of that is and how to hold Mm -hmm. that gently, not just for myself, but also for other people. Cause sometimes we accidentally take people somewhere they didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I didn't mean to take, like, I was just talking that. to you. Like, right. <laughs> like, just being myself. You brought I was us just here. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. I, I saw this tweet the other day that was like, I can only do small talk for about 20 minutes. And then you have to tell me the Christmas where you disappointed your parents. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get that. Um, so deeply. Goes, yeah. Yes. Zero to 60 real quick. I'm like, we yes. are not best friends. Yeah. But like, the flip side of that, that you just offered that I think is so important is the fact that like sometimes it scares the shit out of people and mm-hmm. it's like it feels like rejection because it, yes. it's, like, it's like you're hurt I, I don't know about you i feel so hurt sometimes when like someone like i can tell they're swerving me and i'm not doing anything and i'm mm-hmm. like what about me and then i'm like and maybe the ego, but there's a part of me that has to like sort of justify it. It's like, oh, you're terrified. Like you're literally just scared. And mm-hmm. I have to like let you be scared. Because if I chase you, like no one wants to be chased like that. Like, <laughs> that's not good energy at that point, right? Like it's it mm-hmm. makes a weapon of who we are, which is gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it just also makes you start going into a spiral of yourself. <laughs> and it's just like, I feel this way. Is this the way that it's supposed to be? Like, is this person receiving me? And then you start questioning everything about mm-hmm. you. And Am I worthy? Like is my pastor yes. going to still think about me kindly? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and then it's like the this God is not what we daughter we we lit like we didn't order this either like please keep that over there so it's really just like a renegotiation of all of that and i think for me it's like understanding that like no matter where i show up like people have been telling me this all of my fucking life like that's just what i bring to the table and instead of being shy about it because there was a time where there was a shyness around that sense of like not just being emotionally connected to self but also just like showing up and being that I don't want to say like a guiding light, but also like I just have leadership energy. I've got big dick energy. And I just sometimes I didn't realize that, like, you know what I'm saying? Walking in the rooms and like felt shame around it because of what I thought it was supposed to like look like. And it's like, no, there's a sense of power in walking in that authority. Um, And also knowing that that's just a gift that you were given. It's not a curse. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and it can feel very jarring when you feel very different. You know, you, do, you, you process, I'm very, like, I've been pulled aside at parties. Like, I can just tell you're very observant. I'm like, girl, where the fuck is this coming from? I'm like, yes, because I don't fucking know you. And like, I need to sense the energy out in this room to make a decision on whether or not I have 30 minutes more of my time to offer. Like, <laughs> or, or am I staying a little longer because we can deal with this? And it's just like, no, like, I think that's part of the awareness um, that I have been learning more. And then with boundaries, because boundaries is really important when it comes to, I think, just like being aware of who you are and your own spirituality. Like that's connected to it, too. Like you will continue to allow the same bullshit to cycle and spiral again and again and again. if You don't have strong boundaries and also have a good sense of what works for you and what doesn't. And then being able to have the verbal fluency around it, too. I feel like that's what we're all working on throughout like this life experience. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the specificity of the word that you used earlier, which was remembering. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm attaching a lot to it because of the ways in which I think about um, how our body remembers trauma and holds trauma. And Mm -hmm. in our adulthood, as we learn about those things, 
it's not so much that we're actually like learning new skills or like gaining shit. And I'm speaking of this from a therapist perspective. And Mm -hmm. I think that we hold a lot of alignment, which is why we're here together. But, Mm -hmm. um, which is that it's not so much that you're learning new things. It's that you're actually like remembering the language that is inherent to who you are. Like, Knowing how to listen to your body is actually one of the most natural human things. That's what fucking babies do. And like, we then live a life that teaches us to not listen to that because there's something, whether it's the Christian thing of who you are sinful or like whatever we're offered is to disconnect from that. And I just, I'm really attaching to the word remembering right now. And I'm wondering how does that remembering manifest for you in body work and spiritual work? Hmm. Hmm. The remembering, that's a really great question. For me, it feels like the body responds with signs of, I'll say, you know how like when you're feeling anxious about, like when adrenaline starts kicking in sometimes and it's Uh like you feel like that sense of like your heart racing, like maybe you start like sweating a little bit. I feel like that's what the remembering kicks in as when it Mm -hmm. comes to like spiritual work, at least for me and just uh, when I feel like something is, like warming up um it makes me think of because as we all grew up in this in the southern church you know when like the preacher would like get real excited and then he started like sweating and like clothes coming off and stuff like that and it's like he's going in because the spirit is like moving through him it's kind of like the same concept here and i feel like the remembering for me shows up in those moments where it's like i don't want it sometimes it registers as like panic and then sometimes it registers as this is like something to like dig deeper into because Uh, This is warming something up within you. You know what I mean? Um, And I feel like I have been working through how to acknowledge those moments and give myself grace for what I am like reminding myself, like you've always known how to do this, or this is bringing something up within you that you are feeling connected to like 100% because it's something that reminds you of who you used to be, maybe before trauma came into the picture. You feel what I'm saying? Or maybe before the external sources and the external forces were directing you down a specific path. And it's like, okay, this is an opportunity for you to learn from this and make a decision on whether or not you want to continue to live in this like iteration of what it shows up for in the body. Like Mm -hmm. you can shift how it responds to you um, or how you respond to it. But it's all about you being mindful of what you feel when you show up. And also being able to, I think it's like a sense of threading all of those nudges that like show up. So it's like, for me, um, I was just talking about this earlier when it comes to like tarot readings and stuff. Like I start like getting really like hot sometimes, like when I'm in the middle of like a reading for somebody Um, and either it's like me moving energy on behalf of somebody else, or it's like me moving energy for myself because of a sense of one being heard, you know, and like my word being taken as bond for somebody's guidance. And that is something that I've struggled with in my upbringing. You feel what I'm saying? Like of what I have to say being validated and somebody knowing that it is uh, coming from my heart and coming from a good place because this is coming from what I'm noticing and what I'm paying attention to and what I'm observing. You're receiving that and you're not judging it. But on the flip side, when I'm being able to provide this in service to others, it's like a, oh, you're hitting on something because you're releasing your own worry around whether or not somebody's going to receive this because they always fucking receive it. And then secondly, you're also being able to do this work on behalf of somebody else so that way they can make a connection 
and see what they need to do at this leg of the journey at this step. So when it comes to, I guess, like that process, I've just been listening to where is my body pulling me towards? Mm -hmm. You know, where is it vibrating? Um, And when it feels like it's being satiated, then I will continue to like, you know, until it's not good for me anymore. And then I'll pivot somewhere else. Because I think that's the other thing. Like sometimes our body wants something and then it becomes like, I want to say like addicted to it in some ways. And is that like a healthy thing? Like being able to like, separate self from it so that's part of the reason why like when it comes to some you know spiritual work like i'm not in season all the time you know what i mean like i'm not like an h&m you know what i'm saying or like uh a loss i don't know why ross came to mind Never. <laughs> like you know like or you know or hermes whatever you know we could be real fancy i can do <laughs> like but i'm not always you got hermes, like, there's man? certain seasons I mean, bitch, you never know, girl. <laughs> She's been written okay. up several times this year. <laughs> Period. No, but it's like um, just keeping in mind when you have to take steps back in order for your own internal like tinkering around. Um, so and yes. that's what that is all of that. Girl set boundaries. Um, that is what working in alignment with. I dare say your purpose is like mm-hmm. for me while you were talking about this, like the heated feeling that you get, I was sort of relating it to, cause I have to make everything a joke. I'm like, when I'm being like, when I'm like that bitch, like when I'm being like, when I'm on it, like on it mm-hmm. and I'm like killing it. And I'm just like, there's this like giddiness about me. I'm just like, Oh, mm-hmm. like that's how it manifests in me. And that's how I know when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Cause yeah. I'm like, yes, there's no, anxiety or maybe it is anxiety but it's manifesting it's just like a a positive like energy versus Mm -hmm. something that makes you not want to like keep going and i don't know like i think that what you're talking about here like that intuition which we've talked about on a previous uh episode the intuition of knowing when you're moving in alignment for something that you were meant to do that you were put on this planet to do um can't be beaten and i feel like yes you you can't get enough of that. Like you can't get enough of moving within your purpose. You can get mm-hmm. addicted to something that feels like it's supposed to be your purpose, but you maybe mm-hmm. convinced yourself that that's what it is. But I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I, that's what the, this whole conversation is bringing up for me. No real question attached. No, I mean that that is exactly. I feel like the spiritual or mental health or combined journey is trying to figure out, like is my body offering me anxiety or wisdom? Like, mm-hmm. and it's hard. And the, the reason that it's a journey and we mess up and we get confused a lot is because those feelings are the same a lot because of the ways in which trauma or outside forces prey upon these natural ways that we come to the world and how mm-hmm. our body thinking that it's saving us is adapting to that response to say like, oh, actually, if we do this, we're going to get hurt. Or actually, if we do get this, we emotion gets removed from us. Or actually, if we don't do this, we might not get fed. Or if we do this, we'll get excommunicated from our community. So like mm-hmm. all of the natural ways that we come to the world start getting like twisted and bastardized, but we still get the same feelings. And so then it's our job as, you know, hopefully this happens younger for people or it doesn't ever at all. But right as we step into our awareness, it's like 
detangling that shit to know this feeling is this and this feeling is this and Mm -hmm. the wisdom is making the choice because i think that so much of spiritual work is finding the awareness but then people are still fucking assholes and it's like just because you fucking know doesn't mean shit what do you do with what you know right (laughs) like why know if you're not gonna do anything different right (laughs) gary you tweeted like three days ago about your running theory on purpose do you want to, do you remember this? Do you want me to read yes, it Yes, I was going to say, because that was, that was like literally earlier today. I could, I feel like, I feel Maybe like it so, was girl. today. I thought it was, I it was know, on Instagram. You put it on Instagram earlier today. Oh yeah, that was, so that, I think that was earlier. <laughs> but this was, yes, my running <laughs> okay. theory on purpose. I don't, and that's honestly, like that was one of those things that came into my mind today to just like say and like throw out there because it just kind of like came in. It was like, it's something, you know, I've been sitting on for like some time, but what Mm -hmm. I was uh, offering to people was just like paying attention to how your body responds um, to some of your hobbies, some of your interests and how you engage with them with others. Um, So it's like when we are showing up in something that our body, you know, our spirit, our mind feels validated by, um, and somebody gives you like that good old, you know, hell yeah. Or even when you're doing it with and for yourself and you're like, oh, I fucked this up. Like, and yeah. I fucked it up like in a bad, like I fucked this up. Like <laughs> when it gives that and it's just like, yeah. okay, you know, your body starts to warm up. Um, you know, it feels like you're get you're getting excited. You get emotional out of nowhere. Like it feels like you've struck gold. And it's like, I want to recreate this feeling. It's kind of like a, you know, like a high of some sort, but it's like a natural high for you. Those are the things that I, you know, I want other folks to be able to experience. Cause like, I feel that a lot when I am like in class with people or like offering like services and like that way of like showing up and, and leading. It's like, I start sweating and stuff. I'm like, I can't wait until like, I have like a TED talk or some shit like that. And I'm on stage just like pouring buckets. And I'm like, it's the spirit move. Thank you, Brittany. Like, thank <laughs> you, Brittany. Like just going in like on stage. And I'm like, it's it's a sign that this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, and this is also something that I've worked really hard. Whether or not people have seen my working hard towards like achieving this, like been doing this for years. You feel what I mean? Like this is a lot of, um unwinding of my own soul's like trauma to get to this place to even show up for you in this way um and for me that's i don't know it feels like a this you want to you know recreate this more often so whenever people are like in that space of doing something that they love or being around somebody that they love because i also feel like it manifests itself in like that way like your body responds well to energies and situations that it feels safe around and feels seen and feels respected because that's the other part about it too just like making sure that you feel respected in that space your body responds in very different ways i was like you know sometimes when you like you get a little excited when you're like around somebody or something it's like why am i this is having a really weird body response right now but it's also like my body is loving this for some reason so let me listen to what it has to say zooming out a bit I mean, I'm not going to zoom out too far because then I get super existential and then I go into a dark <laughs> cave. But zooming out a bit, um, uh, I think sort of a recurring theme I'm picking up, and we talked about it on the last episode, is, you know, what makes spirituality different? Um, Maddie touched on it earlier. Like, what makes this spirituality thing, the idea of being a witch, all that feel not right and, like, negative, even outside of necessarily, like, what you hear in a church 
and mm-hmm. it's this focus on self like you're not yes. focused on another being as most other as most like religions tell you to like mm-hmm. you're just supposed to be focused on this thing this like greater universe thing whereas i feel like what i'm picking up from from your practices from I mean, from everything that we've all said here, we've all said it from a very personal space. Like me personally, this is how I feel when this happens. Um, mm-hmm. This is what I do in these, like in this situation, or this is how my energy manifests. That is all very specific and personal to you. And I, I'm coming back to this to this place where it's like spirituality is about tapping into like you, like really just tapping into like your flow, who you are, like your person, your energy, whatever you want to call yourself mm-hmm. um, and where that fits into the universe, but not making it about the universe, if that makes sense. Mm. That's how I interpret it. But I also think that, you know, I'm starting to think that spirituality and I mean, religion is also like, it's all a philosophy, right? It's a belief system. It's a way to look at life because at the end of the day we are humans and we all are trying to make sense of this thing that yeah. we were born into it's and literally like our one connecting thing is like our brains hoping to make meaning yeah <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah that it all of something that's somewhere. like outside of us like most times and i think that's a that's a great point like to me it feels like religion is like the gateway to spirituality it like it's like it makes me think of like the first like religions like the first level and then spirituality is like this elevated sense of religion because it it allows you to recognize that there's not just one way of being no one way is right or wrong i mean unless you know you're like a fucking creep or something like that like and you know kill children like we would never you know what i mean like that's just like a different reality but sure. like i feel like spirituality is like this sense of being able to look at different religions um, or just understand that there are different ways of practicing veneration of something outside of you. Like an understanding that there is a higher, a higher purpose, a higher calling. Um, because I think about my, my, cause I have a lot of theories, but it's like, you see certain actors, actresses, you know, people that are very like well revered in their field. And it's like, because they followed the path that was laid out for them they don't have to do the same thing over and over and over again, but they're always reinventing themselves in a way that keeps it fresh for them and still continues to follow their their true north. You feel what I'm saying? And I feel like we all have some version of that. Are we allowing ourselves to listen to it um, and know that it shifts and manifests itself in like a variety of different ways? And I feel like with uh, you know religion and spirituality, like spirituality to me is like you said, Sean, like taking taking ownership of like the self um, and knowing where you can plug into the greater community and also knowing where you need to take some time to really focus on you and understanding that we all like hum- being a human is really if you think about it, it's really fucking weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like life in itself is weird when you when you really zoom out of everything. It's so and it's scary. like we have to hold on to something. And we also have to hold on to who we are in the midst of everything. Like we can all be in the same room and we can all feel like we are talking about and thinking the same thing, but everybody's in their own different universe, literally. Everybody with their own different perspectives, ways of life, ways of being, ways of upbringing. It's so much that goes into us as people. Do we really zoom out enough to recognize that when we are sharing space with others? And I feel like that's what spirituality is. Um, and it connects people. 
I think the difference between like one of the things that I've been like thinking a lot about is like when you think about um, religion, like there are places that you can go to to worship in community, right? Um, you have a space where you can go where other people have like minds because of this thread of what we believe in spirituality. It's kind of like a place where you, it feels not necessarily underground, but it's like you have to find people who speak the same language and there's work that has to be done in order for you guys to see each other in that light. Yeah. So that way you can share a space because that's not the first thing that people always get into. Like it's a little bit more difficult to find that sense of community. Right. Um, but once you do, then you know that you feel safe and you start building like, I don't know, that sense of stamina, I guess you could say, when it comes to your intentions, your desires, you start seeing things manifest differently. That's just what yeah. I believe. I love that. And I, I'm loving what you're both saying around like these similarities, these gateways, and where I think that these things end up splitting. And honestly, what you're saying too about the fucking kid killers or whatever mm -hmm. is what this offers is if you focus too much on self, then you get into this nihilism where like nothing matters. And the only thing that matters is whatever's in my head because mm -hmm. we all create our own realities. Right. And so I think the way that spirituality differentiates itself is because of that key piece of how do we ripple amongst each other? Because mm -hmm. we're both fucking here, bitch. Like we're both here. <laughs> We may yep. not like know what's going on, but like we have to acknowledge that we're both here. And the di and the difference on the other end of religion is that there is only one way to ripple, bitch. There's mm -hmm. only one way. There's only one possible way to ripple. And then that excludes so many. So ways. much. And so I think that like that's where there's this similarity and difference. And it's that. Um, but that key piece of how do we ripple together is the point that I think brings us closer to self because the more we understand how connected we are the more we understand that like what we're experiencing is not the end all be all it's like a piece yes. of a puzzle and that is why spirituality is queer as fuck <laughs> yes <laughs> it really is because it, it ripples is. everywhere it yeah. does are you all it, over the place <laughs> gives you a very different perspective of everything i mean yeah. that's honestly why i feel like queer folks have really do like dove deep into spirituality like period <clears throat> because it gives them a space and it gives them an opportunity to find their place without somebody telling them that their existence is wrong somebody telling them that their existence is is odd you know what i mean it's like i can find this power within myself and then also know that there is something that's bigger that's guiding me because i'm still having an opportunity to like wake up and try and i'm also finding that as I raise that vibration within myself, other people who are on that similar path or maybe are trying to work to get to this place are finding me. And then I start building community based off of that. And I feel like that's the beauty of spirituality because it, it opens up a door for everyone. And there's, you know, certain components of like specific religions, because I think about like specific like African traditional religions and stuff like that that are very like open when it comes to, uh, you know, different gender identities and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like this is an opportunity for people to really find what works for them based on where they have, you know, come from and where they are at this specific like journey in, you know, this point of the journey in their life. Um, yeah. and you get to help grow that whatever way that you want to. Cause like, for me, I'm like, I don't see myself getting deeper into like one specific religion. I know what that's like. I like, I'm very a la carte. Like, well, I want to try a little of this. I like this over here. Like this works for me. Like. You know, and finding out those pieces that feel right for my spirit and also help me to find others who feel like they can be mirror reflections for me 
as I'm continuing to grow that strength of who I know myself to be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that like, it goes into this little bit of a, a sort of trope at this point, but I also think it's a trope because it's real, which is mm-hmm. that like transness and queerness is so close to divination because yes. it's the act of exploding everything you know about yourself and rebuilding from the pieces that make sense to your spirit. And like, yes, that's the divine feminine, that. divine masculine, like yeah. at, like at play. That's what I think about. Yeah. It's like, we all have those two energies within us. Um, but I feel like because of us, you know, being queer, we are more willing to honor the things that don't fit into society, the, you know, the perfect pieces, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. the perfect puzzle picture that people are trying to put together. It's like, we'll try things out. We'll exist in the margins because this just feels right for us yeah. today. And it also helps us to reconnect to a, a part of ourselves that we may have felt like we had to lose because of, you know, societal pressures or mm-hmm. our upbringing, like it not being supported or us not being validated the way that our spirit needed to be validated in our childhood or at a right. specific, you know, you know, portion of life. It makes me think of like middle school, like when it's like, oh, you're gay. And I'm like, is this supposed to be like a negative thing? And then it's like, you know, even though I feel this way, is this something I'm supposed to be sharing? Like, and then it spirals into everything with like family and whatnot. It can get really like murky. And it's like, right. I feel like there's a, a blessing in queerness um, because we don't have to, we don't have to get stuck in what the world has created for us. Right. We don't have to get stuck within that box just to like fit in. Nobody really does, but at least we'll listen. I'll tussle with it a little bit, you know, because I came to fight. Like, right. we'll do a little something <laughs> and see what's good right. because, you know, I like to, I like that's to put I my hands up. That's why I don't take you nowhere. Up. And that's why I don't take you nowhere. <laughs> yes. Listen, I can't help it. Like, I came to fight for what's mine, what's good, right. okay? <laughs> There's this thing about queerness that is, like, staring the shadow self in the face and then holding hands with it and taking it with us wherever we go. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, straight people are like, I'm fighting my demons and it's just bisexuality. Like, it's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, like, calm down. Literally, I'm like, a demon. That's like an elf. Life could be so much better if you just sucked it in. <laughs> like, sometimes Truly. it just makes all your pains go away. I mean... Hey man, let's take some meds. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> okay, time to take some meds, pop some pills, and talk a little bit about what's bringing us some joy this week. Um, uh, Maddie, you go first. Okay, sure. Um, so meds start off like a little bit dicey. I had, I was walking Jolene this week. And then this big fucking dog comes up out of nowhere and like attacks us. It was very scary. Honestly, like not a fun experience. Um, Jolene, we had to go to the ER and like she has this open wound I'm caring for and that's making me really nervous. But energy is good. Medicines are hopefully good. We'll get a vet thing at the end of the week. You know, all these things are wonderful um, in terms of just like how things turned out. A horrifying experience. I'm sure I'll be able to, I might talk about it another time, but like, truly horrifying um Mm. but what i'm holding meds about is that i had a friend for me um like post up some like hey this happened to this person if you care about this dog and want to send money over and i just got like a really beautiful community response of some fucking help because i needed it and i didn't feel comfortable asking for it and i wasn't going to ask for it and then someone else stepped into that asking for me and Mm -hmm. i just 
struggled for like an hour with the reception of it. I was like, this makes me feel icky. It's making me feel all sorts of things, whatever. And I am choosing to feel grateful for it. And I'm choosing to find it as um, a really wonderful blessing that I received this week. So something horrible happened, but it also made me receive a very, um, I don't know, kind, unexpected blessing, like capital B blessing. Mm. So that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not the claps. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's how I feel. I'm like, listen, this went from from real sad to okay. real fast. You took us on like, a story arc. Okay, okay, listen. That's where we go. This is the end of the podcast. We're on the up. Gary, We're what done. You I was going to say, this is definitely giving going America's, down next from top, here. <laughs> America's next top model, like the top, top bottom. <laughs> top, top winner. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. Gary's a bottom. Um, That's what she just said. Oh my God. <laughs> um, what's, what are my meant for this week? Well... You know, we're already kind of like halfway through the week and it's been so much different than weeks past. I think uh, I've been recognizing how important it is for me. Like I live by myself. I live by myself for like six years. Um, And then with the shift of like the neighborhood to like my best friends, like moving away and whatnot, it's been a very like huge shift for me to have like Charles be like 45 minutes away, like at minimum Mm -hmm. and Justin be like 2000 miles, 2000 miles away. Like, you know what I mean? So um, I would say that my meds this week are, I got to, you know, spend time with Charles. We have best friend time, but I also have like a new friend that I've been able to like, um, connect with like in my neighborhood where we get to like hang out. And it reminds me of the time that I would be spending with my best friends, like at their house, where I just like go in the middle of the night, be like, girl, I'm coming over and just like spend time in community. Um, and also just like the sense of other, like, males um or just like other people that i trust and can like build that sense of trust with um it makes me feel just like safe so i'm Mm. i've been just like reflecting on how important it is for me to be around other people um and then just like that sense of feeling safe around others has been very like powerful for me to like be reminded of and how grateful i am for that and i'm getting to end the week with you know this bitch right here (laughs) which is super exciting um especially just closing out the year in portland because i feel like for me um you know i visited portland for the first time like last year and it's provided so much peace to me and just Mm -hmm. like another sense of who i am like and being proud of that um and just the people that i've met obviously since i've like been there and they're welcoming in um of me to like their circles and whatnot so it's just been Really, really powerful, and that is what is bringing me so much peace right now. Hmm. Aww. So your your meds are me. Yes. Okay. That's Listen, what she I'm heard. A, I'm gonna eat you. I'm gonna eat you later. Okay. I'm a, <laughs> Get the boom. dose right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, my meds. Shanae. Yeah, my meds are farewells. I know it sounds weird to say mm-hmm. that's a, a thing that's bringing me joy, but it's bittersweet. Um, I was, when we were prepping for this episode, um, I like just casually counted the weeks until I leave Portland and I was like, oh wait, it's three weeks. Whoa, that's soon. Soon. That's like tomorrow. Um, and I've already said some goodbyes to a few folks that have left for the holidays and aren't going to be back until I'm gone already. So, Mm. um, it's been, it's been bittersweet, but it's also kind of what I need, you know, like, in addition to packing and managing 
an actual move. I'm like, well, me saying these goodbyes is making it a little bit more official. And I think that it's just been a long time coming, um, yeah. you know, and I'm sure I will. Well, I guess next episode is our like season our like halfway season finale, whatever thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so next time you'll hear from me after next episode will be in LA, but I don't know. I feel like ch- I'll check in with y'all again in like a month or two <laughs> and let you know all the feels related to it but yes yeah it's been it's been fine i've been driving like okay like whenever i drive somewhere now i'm doing the thing where i'm like "Mm, this will probably be the last time you make this drive or oh it's probably the last time you do this um even though i drive by the same places all the time but (laughs) you know i'm just like just in case just in case just in case i'm gonna notice i'm gonna sit with this moment be aware with it be aware of it i have to drive through the gorge i'm like oh i just need to like drive through there because yeah I'm never True. in the gorge in the winter. Um, this energy has just been so delightful to me. We're doing this late, uh, and sometimes those can feel heavy, and I feel light and joyous and, mm-hmm. uh, and much frothy. better. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You can tell us what your favorite um, frappuccino is at QPT Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, don't forget to subscribe and share. Um, give us a Christmas present. Write us a five star review. Share us on your story. Um, thank you to Marquis and Shanti Darling for letting us use their music. And big big thanks to Ali Kiltz for helping us with editing and all you do. Um, sh- Send baby some love. She's not feeling too well this week, but mm. we love you. Um, we missed you this week. Um, okay, y'all ready to get the fuck out of here? <laughs> yeah, y'all need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>